Hey, I'm Taz. I'm Caroline. Welcome to the Life Resume. Hey, Caroline. Hey, Taz. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's What's new with you this week? Um. Well, I have new hair, so that's been fun. Just figuring out what that, figuring that out. Um, getting figuring out how to produce a podcast. So, yeah, it's quite the journey, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's um. I feel like these sites sell you as it being really easy, but there's lots of little bits and pieces, but it's been really fun and a, it's been a really a great learning opportunity for sure. So that's been fun. For sure. And you know what I think is really special is uh, you and I have gone back and forth about this, but honestly, we're at the point where it's like every single person who listened to this podcast we're just so grateful. Like if it's one human being aside from my husband, <laughs> we're just, it's just, I'm just in such gratitude for everyone who is listening. And, um, and so we appreciate your support and your patience as we learn all of the ins and outs of producing a podcast. And we hope that you find this journey interesting and exciting. So thank you for that. Well said. Thanks. Well, with that, should we talk about our guest today? Yes. Who is our guest today? So today we have Andy Dominguez, and Andy's going to talk to us about the gap. So Andy took some time off between jobs, and she just started to get to a point where she just felt like she wasn't sure what her purpose was, and she wasn't feeling overly fulfilled and so she she took some time off and so she's going to talk to us a bit about what that journey was like about um how to articulate the gap when people asked her about it and also how she was able to use that time to really enhance who she is yeah what i really loved about talking to andy is uh she has the perspective of someone who's been through it. And I think so often we think of taking time off after some kind of schooling, you know, it was very popular either after high school or after university. Um, it seems so much more socially acceptable to take time off at that time and go travel, especially traveling in Europe or, you know, it just feels like that's what's talked about and it's okay. And yet if you're any, at any point later in life, suddenly it becomes, well, why did you take time off? What's wrong? What happened? You know, all these sort of almost shame invoking concepts. And what I loved is that Andy's perspective is um, from someone who's done it, who I think she very, you know, gracefully talks about it and has no shame about it and kind of gives pointers on how to talk about it. If that's something that you're considering, or maybe you'd never considered before this podcast, but maybe will consider in your future, whatever is right for you. Um, I just loved that, you know, talking to someone who's been through it, she talks about it in a really um, uh, well thought out uh, way that I think our listeners might appreciate. For sure. I think also um, for me, I really resonated with some of what Andy said as someone who's taken a couple of life breaks in between chapters. Um, I think the way that Andy was able to just articulate that um, was really powerful. I agree. You know, you reminded me too. I think one other thing that I, I really drew from the conversation is um, it takes guts. 
like she, she had a lot going on. Like it's, she upped and left and sort of closed the book on some things and was ready to sort of say, I need to take this break. I want to take, I want to take this time. And she did that for herself. And I just, you know, hats off to her because I don't think that's an easy thing to do. So um, I, I really commend her for that. Yeah. And with that, let's bring you Andy. Here's Andy. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. It's great to have you here. So just uh, to kick things off, we'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about your background and maybe just an interesting way to describe it rather than um, thinking of, uh, you know, giving us the highlights from a career resume. Um, if you were to tell us about your life, today, what kind of things would you include? Well, I guess it depends on how much time we have today. <laughs> um, but why don't I start maybe with... Um, where I'm from, because where I'm from, I, I, I do think really shapes who I am today. Um, of course, there's been some things throughout my life, as always, you know, that shapes who I am as well. But um, I'm a first generation American. So both my parents are Venezuelan. They moved here when they were going to college um, and they were married and had three kids, me being the middle child. Um, and I grew up uh, in, spent most of my younger age, my younger age in Georgia, um, but then bounced around a little bit. Um, so I spent some time in Georgia. I spent some time in Venezuela and Caracas. Um, and then I moved to Dominican Republic, spent about nine years there. And then I moved from there to, to New York. So at a very young age, I was always exposed to different cultures, different people, different ways of living. Um, not, I was not very sheltered at all. Um, in fact, it, most people believe that my first language uh, was Spanish when in fact it was English and I at a very young age I, ref I, I kind of didn't like that I, I wanted to fit in and be American whatever that meant um, and I would secretly speak in Spanish to my grandmother because she doesn't speak English um, but then with everyone else I pretended really not to know any Spanish um, until I was probably about nine or ten years old and, and I went to an all Spanish school and, and that's when everyone realized my big secret um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I bounced around a lot and, um, I, with that, uh, kind of exposure to different cultures came an appreciation from my perspective for different things, uh, an appreciation of different cultures, different religions, um, different ways of living food. Um, certainly food is a big part of culture. Um, and I kind of gravitate, I still do gravitate towards the unknown because of that. I, I'm always curious, uh, about learning about different people, different things, what they do in their day to day. Um, that's really taking me on a very interesting journey in, you know, in my life, just always asking questions and always looking for beyond, you know, what it, what, where I am today and what I'm doing right now. So where did that lead you after you finished school? Where, where did you finish school, I guess? And then, and then what did you do after that? Yeah, so I did my undergrad and my graduate in New York. Uh, I stayed in New York City. Uh, I was in New York City for 14 years. Um, and it was around year seven that I had realized that it wouldn't be my forever place. Um, I knew that I had to... Um, and that I wanted to grow my career there because of my background in marketing. And I know that would be 
a really good place to launch my career and be successful. But I knew in my heart that it wasn't going to be the place that I stayed in and settled down. Um, so I, I stayed in New York for a long time, but I did a lot of traveling. Every year I would pick a place that I hadn't visited ever and would go there. So it was kind of like my yearly uh, or annual pilgrimage. It would be anywhere between, you know, a week to two, two and a half weeks a year. And um, yeah, I would just pick a place on the map and just go. Uh, as a solo female traveler, I think I scared the bejeebus out of, you know, my family and some friends. But, you know, growing up the way I did, I feel like I had enough street smarts to, to, to get away with a lot and to just be very careful on, on my travels. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's what I did after college. You know, you just kind of focus on work, try and make money, make a name for yourself. But that, for me, the work and the money was a, always a, uh, the tool that would allow me to do the travel or the exploration or the, um, the other things that I enjoyed. It wasn't the end all be all. It was just a means to, to something bigger for me. Did you, so I'd love to know, did you, where did you end up launching your career? Did you launch it in New York or did you uh, go somewhere else? No, I actually, I did. So um, I, 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 you know, I studied English and has my, it's my undergrad major. And with that, a lot of people, I think, suppose that I would be a teacher, I'm, I'm, but I'm pretty impatient. So I'd be a terrible teacher. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually gravitated towards marketing, which was the second area that I had studied officially. And, and I found it not only very easy and intuitive, but also very fun because it was always changing. And it was changing very quickly back when I started from, you know, the traditional types of, you know, direct marketing type deals and flyers and traditional promo ads to digital and social media. And all of these were, all of these things were new tools right, right when I started. Um, and so I kind of launched out, I worked for a few agencies, uh, boutique marketing firms um, in, in New York city and just found that it, you know, it was something that just came very easily to me. I enjoyed doing it and it was fun. I mean, I put in, you know, the, the long hours uh, when, when I was younger, I cer certainly didn't mind it. I, I thought it was just all part of the experience. So Andy, going back to the point about New York not being your forever home, at what point did you know that? Well, I started to travel a little bit more and the more I saw of the world, the more I realized that I couldn't be tied down really in one place, um, that I wanted to, I, I that I didn't necessarily wanted to um, commit to just being a New Yorker, living in New York. Um, it, it certainly felt like home every time I came back, but I could only be back for so long before I felt that kind of, that bug, that itch to travel again and get out. And I realized that there was more that I wanted than the New York could offer. And that was around, uh, I want to say it was around 2008 or nine. So it was when the market was pretty bad. Um, a lot of people are losing their jobs. I was actually laid off. Um, and I kind of took it in stride. I said, well, now that I'm fun employed, I might as well make the most of it. <laughs> and so starting to explore different types of works or working, you know, for different 
types of organizations that needed marketing support because marketing is so broad, right? Um, eventually I found myself working in nonprofit um, and that gave me a, a break and not just uh, from the corporate world, but a, an emotional and uh, psychological and um, a different type of break from just doing what I, or what people call, you know, it's just the rat race, right? It's the, the drudgery of, you know, working for, and I'll make air quotes, you know, the man. Um, and so it, it did give me back, uh, I guess a little bit more, uh, brought back life back into me in a sense, a little bit more inspired because it was more of a social mission. Um, but I, I still knew that, um, it wasn't my place. And even with that nonprofit job, I was traveling 50% of the time. So I was 50% of the time in New York and 50% traveling. Um, so I, I just, I knew it in my heart. What I didn't know was where, if, if not New York, where? And I figured, well, I'm only going to find out if I just keep going different places. Um, there's a place that's going to feel like home. Um, and, and home doesn't have to be uh, in one place forever. It could just be for a a period of time and and actually that's that's what ended up happening you know 10 years later I, I got kind of sucked into again into the to the New York to the underbelly of New York City and and got again you know just went back to work and before I knew it another you know seven or ten years went by and and I knew like I if I didn't make a conscious decision to really shake up shake up my life it wasn't going to happen on its own. Like if I was waiting for something to happen elsewhere, it just wasn't going to happen. I had to really do it myself and take that leap of faith, knowing that I would land on my two feet with my wits and my smarts and my dedication. So how did you shake it up? Well, um, gosh, things happen for a reason. It's crazy. Um, in hindsight now, it kind of, it all comes to, it, it's all, when I look at it now, it, it, it makes sense. But in the moment, it just felt like, uh, I was really jumping into a void, but in 2016, um, I, or 2016 or 17, um, I had a solid job, you know, um, couldn't complain, was living in Manhattan, but felt just utterly unfulfilled. Um, there wasn't enough for me in my life, despite trying, you know, different hobbies and doing things around town and, and being around with my friends that I felt that I was getting the most out of life. Like if I were to be at my deathbed then, and I looked at my life, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? You know? And so I, um, I decided, and I had, even though I was traveling and, and doing some things, I think, Thank God for my father who taught me um, when I was really young about finances and savings and all the importance of that um, because they don't teach that stuff in school. Um, but I had managed to just save enough where I could be comfortable not working. And I decided I would see if I could do it remotely first um, to see if I could work remote that my job, you know, if they would let me um, do that while I kind of explored Tra not only traveling, but different, different interests that I had, you know, I thought about starting a business. I started about opening a bakery. I thought about so many different things that had nothing that weren't really related to anything I was doing at the moment. And I felt energized by those ideas. Um, 
and I got the 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 unfortunate news of no, I couldn't work remotely. That I um, was you know either in the office or or not. And I said, well, then I guess I'll have to put in my notice, you know. And it just it it felt to many people like I was maybe insane and going crazy and quitting a great job in you know the biggest city in the world, arguably the most uh, difficult to you know thrive in. And I here I was just saying no to 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 having that and walking away from it. And in fact, it was actually quite liberating. Um, I felt like I had finally let go of invisible chains that tie you, whether it's your job or what I think is a false sense of financial security, right? Because it could always let you go at any time or anything could happen at any moment. Um, And I just, I let go of it. And I said, you know what? I think, you know, I can, I can sublet until my lease is up. I can give all my stuff away, uh, keep what I want. And I can have, I can spend a year doing things that I want to explore and traveling. Um, and it just so happened that I made this decision just a few weeks shy before my dad had an accident and my mom needed us home for support, for his care, for his uh, physical rehabilitation. And so I, I don't, I, there's nothing I could have known about that would have happened, you know, that, that w- would happen. Um, but it happened right at the time that I was kind of letting go of what felt comfortable and now jumping in to help my family, but having zero concerns about work or going back to work. I had, I had let go of all the things that would have been a stressor and I was able to give him and my family that full support that they needed. Um, so I spent a few months at home helping mom and helping dad uh, through that. And then once I saw that they were pretty, pretty solid again, I mean, not at a hundred percent, but pretty stable that things were, you know, the new normal, I should say, I said to myself, you know, all right, they're good. I'm good let's go. Like, this is what I've been, you know, this is the main reason I wanted to take off anyways. Um, and that's where kind of the whole series of travel and, and, uh, meeting different people and doing different things really kind of took off that year. Um, it was a very, it still is a very special year for me. A lot of, tra- a lot of, uh, transformative experiences. Um, and not because I did the travel, but because of the people that I met when I was traveling that really shaped my experience, uh, the perspectives they shared and their stories that they had, because believe it or not, you're not the only one out there doing it. Um, and when you put yourself out there, you find your tribe, you know, you find the people, you kind of gravitate towards each other. You find the group of people who are on a similar path um, or who are thinking of that path and you just, it's, it's incredible. It's, it just happens. Um, and that was really probably, you know, for me, the most rewarding part of it was the people piece of that meeting. So I'm curious to know, is there a particular experience or person that really shaped that experience for you and kind of helped you get to the path that you're on now? That's an interesting question. Um, Gosh, it would be hard to say it was one, one person or one moment or one kind of big aha. 
you know, it was really a series of moments of self-reflection and, and even tough love from complete strangers um, that made that experience just so and utterly rewarding from a growth perspective. I mean, I grew more in that one year than I had grown, I think, at that level, emotionally and intellectually and just overall, the 14 years I was in New York, I did not have the time or the space or the capacity to let in all of that with, without any burdens and really deconstruct and really look deep down. What, what, who, who am I? What do I, what do I love? Why do I love it? Is it because I've been doing it for so long or it, do I really feel passionate about the things that I do? And if I don't feel passionate about it, why am I doing it? Um, why do I feel like I have to, where did that come from? And just kind of really kind of deconstructing, um, a lot of my, you know, upbringing, like, you know, I was brought up to, you know, you work hard you go to school, you learn a lot, you work hard and you become, you know, a contributing member of society. And of course, as a woman, you also, you know, get married and have kids and you do all of that all at once, which obviously is, that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Um, but, but yeah, it made me question a lot of my upbringing and a lot of things that I just assumed and I hadn't questioned and I just ran with it. And, and it made me, you know, take a step back and reevaluate, you know, what do I want to do next and what's really going to make me happy. What advice would you give someone um, who maybe wants to do or have that transformative experience that you had? Um, and I'm curious if you have a different answer based on whether they can travel or not. Um, because I'm, it sounds like, you know, travel put you in the right situation where you could come across a lot of people very easily and sort of be exposed to, you know, like you said, that tough love or um, compassion or whatever it may be. Uh, so I'd love to know, like, how, what would you advise to, to someone who's interested in having that sort of life break, that break from what was sort of prior and into a new kind of experience? Yeah. Um... I would say embrace the fear. It's part of it. It's very, um, it's unnerving. You will be sometimes concerned about, you know, your future. Like, am I going to find another job? Am I ever going to find the answers? What am I going to do? Do I need a plan? And everyone's going to definitely ask you about what your plan is. And it is totally okay to say, I don't have one. It, you, you know, there's, they will not, not all people will understand that not having one is exactly what you need. Um, but I would say my recommendation is if you truly want and believe that that is something that you would get value out of, even if you don't travel, embrace every feeling that you have about it. Don't try and, 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 and push down the fear or the anxiety that you might have. Embrace and understand where it's coming from but go, go for it. Um, and at the, at the, um, they say that, you know, that you experience the most growth at the edge of your comfort zone. Um, I think you experience the most growth when you're completely out of your comfort zone and you don't really have 
the answers, whatever the answers are for you or for anybody else. So don't, don't ever feel pressured to have them. Um, don't ever feel pressured to, to go back because you have those feelings. Just know that that is completely natural and you don't need to get that experience bouncing around the world. Like I did, uh, you can have that experience wherever you are when you allow yourself the, uh, the space and the time to do it, but you have to be conscious about how you use your space and how you use that time, right? You can't just uh, say, I'm going to do this and then stay home and, and, and binge watch, you know, Netflix, right? You have to give yourself some, some things that you want to explore, um, change up your morning routine. Um, if you want to try some sort of hobby or sport, sign up for it or find a place even better that offers it for free once a week, you know, and do that and start meeting people there and meet the people who they know and do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Talk to people who are complete strangers. Um, I mean, one of the things that, I mean, as a, as a New Yorker that I was very jaded was strangers talking to me. I was like, why are, what do you want? Why, why are you saying good morning? Like, are you sure you're talking to me? Or are you talking to someone like, like behind me or next to me? And it, it took me a minute to realize that now they're, they're talking to you. They're saying good morning. And, and not that people in New York aren't polite or anything, but you're just used to, you get very accustomed to a certain way of living. So putting yourself out of that comfort zone isn't just waiting to receive. It's also doing things that are very different. And you, 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 it's not easy, but if you get started, once you do get started and you break through the first initial ones or initial things that you do that are uncomfortable, you actually start doing more and more of it every day. And, and it's actually, it's very rewarding to do that. So I'd love to know um, after, can you tell us a little bit about your story and sort of, I know it's not over yet necessarily, but sort of you've had this year off and then um, did you go back to sort of a nine to five, I say in air quotes, you know, nine to five job or um, did, did what shifted for you, um, uh, whether it's sort of in like a, physical manifestation of, you know, type of job, um, or was it emotional kind of shift more and sort of back to the other life, but, but in a different mm -hmm. perspective? Yeah. So in, in this kind of year of, um, kind of self-exploration, I realized and came to terms with what I call my non-negotiables, my non-negotiables in my life. And what that means that I'm not willing to give up to anybody. Um, and what that means also in my personal life or in my career or in my professional life or with friends. So it allowed me to help to, to, to put in place, I think, very healthy boundaries. Um, and I, I can just tell you a few examples. I knew that I wanted to start my own business, not because of the money, but because of I wanted to select different types of organizations that I could feel really good working with. So education, I'm really passionate about health. I'm very passionate about. Um, so I started consulting and doing that on the side. And as I started to set that up, I also met a lot of people on the way who needed help with marketing. And I, I was like, well, I can, it's not really set up and they're all on the same journey. So I'm just going to, teach them or show, tell, tell them the secrets of the, 
trade. I don't need to keep it to myself, you know, like I, I got it and I'm happy to give it away for free and just really sit down with, you know, people starting their own new businesses or having, uh, looking to understand how digital marketing works or what is even marketing strategy? Like it feels so amorphous. Like what do you actually do? And just sharing that with people happily giving it away because I think the more you share about what you love and what, what you're interested in, I don't need to, even though I am, you know, I had started my consulting business, I didn't need to necessarily make that, you know, a customer, a client or a project. Um, but I, I did start uh, my, my own uh, small business. Um, it takes a lot of work. It's still a work in progress. Um, and I just really kind of kept true to my non-negotiables. I knew I wanted to have something that was just mine. I knew eventually I would have to go back to work. I mean, let's be real. The, the world works in currency and we need to have currency. And I wasn't hitting necessarily the bottom of my savings account, but I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I need to, I need to build up my cushion again. Um, and so I did go back to work, but I made sure that it met all of my non-negotiables. Um, that I wasn't going to give up my life for an organization who at the end of the day, organizations are really interested in profit, right? Of course, there's the people component to it. And sometimes there's the environmental component to it as well. But businesses aren't businesses without their profit, right? And their bottom line. So I was just very keen to be critical about not only the organization I joined, but what that, organ what that job meant for me in my life you know, is it everything and is it my focus or what are my non-negotiables and up to when will I let it into my, into my life? Um, and so I have a, now a remote job that allows me to travel from anywhere and work from anywhere. Um, you know, I have to put in the work and I need to show up for meetings. So if I'm, you know, traveling and I'm 12 hours ahead or behind, you know, I'm, I know what I'm getting into when I travel. But, um, but the, the day ends, it shuts down. There are no notifications on my phone. There are no notifications, no sounds that will alert me. Um, it's, it's done for the day. And the good thing about marketing is that there is no real marketing emergency. So there are no 911 calls on marketing. Um, I could always wait till the next morning. And so I'm also very grateful to stay within that same industry and that same role um, because I have that, it'll allow me to maintain that flexibility to kind of step in, but also to step out and stay away without having to worry about is the work being done, which in the past I hadn't been really good at. I was always work, working and thinking what's happening on the weekend and am I getting emails? And I, ha and I am a, I'm, I'm terrible with emails. Like I, I it's uh, it's one of these, <laughs> I'm the type of person who everything that comes in my email, I have to review before the end of the day and it has to be filed as complete or something I need to look at at a later time, but I have to feel organized and I have to feel like I have a handle on it. And that level of control also put me in the position of having to do too much of needing to do too much just so that I could feel like I accomplished by going through all my emails. And I realized now if email sits there overnight, who cares? You know, it'll be there tomorrow. And yes, it'll add to the list, 
but I, I'll get to it eventually. And I think that knowing that about myself, that I'll get through whatever comes my way is another thing that kind of I, I think has helped me on this journey. I'm like, well, that didn't happen as planned, but here we go. You know, like, it's okay. We keep moving. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just about, yeah, it's really about knowing what your non-negotiables are and sticking with it. Because if that's really true to you, stick with it, apply it to your job. Is, is your, does your job match up with your non-negotiables? Does your company you work for or your hobbies or your life partner? Um, you know, like, are you choosing to surround yourself by people that fuel you? Um, and bring and add to the energy that you're bringing, right? Um, and I just, yeah, I was just very cognizant of that and cognizant of the energy that I was also bringing into the room. And when I needed to say, mm, probably need to step back. Today's not a great day for me, for me to be here. And to say, no, I don't have the, you know, the, the capacity to, to do something on this particular day, you know, and just be not try to push myself far beyond what I could or could not do from just, just, just by knowing myself. So I'm curious as someone who's also taken a life break and who's traveled and who've, who's had gaps in my resume. Um, did you get asked a lot about that time off and what the gaps were for and did you feel that you had to explain that time um I'm curious about your experience um of talking to people about that yeah um well sometimes people did ask and sometimes they didn't um generally what people want to know is if you were productive with that time uh, um I, I don't think that it, at, at this point, the whole notion of a, you know, a gap year or not working for a year or even two or even three, because it, it happens, you know, um, that people really dig into that. They're just curious. Some folks will ask. Um, I think it depends on the organization. Others don't care. I, I can't tell you that it's, that it's, um, it's, neg it's something negative to show or have, despite what you might hear that recruiters or HR professionals or other people say like, oh, got to explain every gap. Okay, my father was sick. And usually when you say that, people back off and they don't ask you anything else because they don't want to pry. I think what they're really asking for is not, not necessarily why weren't you working, but what were you doing? Like, tell me more. Were you starting your own business or are you, were you catching up on doing that? You know, one year of travel that maybe you didn't do when you were an undergrad. I mean, I certainly didn't do the, the year or the semester abroad. I didn't have time. I graduated with two majors in, in three and a half years. I was trying to speed through college so that I could get to the next, you know, thing that I wanted to do was actually put it to practice. You know, for me, the, the learning was, even though I was very curious was again, just another kind of means to an end. So I was just there to, to absorb, to fill out the test and to graduate as quickly as I can so that I could go out there in the world and actually live it. Um, so I, I, I think, um, yeah, how do you explain the gap? Just, just tell them what you did, you know, and if, and if they're the right 
let's say this is in an interview, for example, if they're the right organization and the right person uh, for you, then they'll find that interesting. And sometimes it is in a year, sometimes it's multiple years. I mean, you know, there's uh, women who have to take off for, for more than a year to take care of their kids. Um, and then they do want to come back, but maybe it's five years later, or maybe it's 10 years later. And it's okay to say, yeah, it's taking, taking care of my kids and I'm ready now. It doesn't make them any uh, less capable, right, of doing, of doing the job. And I think as, as women, it's particularly hard, uh, I think, for us when we have those really big life changes. Um, I'm not saying that it, it is, it's, it's um, uh, not changing uh, for men, but certainly the, the amount of time and the adapting and then the trying to go back, uh, I think, is what's particularly hard and difficult. But, but yeah, I don't, think, I don't think the gap matters as much anymore today as it used to when, when, when people were actually be, you know, t taking those, those you know, year gaps right after college or in between jobs. It just doesn't matter anymore. I think we're in a different, we're in a different world, uh, especially this year. It's been a very different year. So... Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things that have changed very quickly. And I, yeah, I really think that that's one of those things that are going to be left behind as one of those questions that, you know, just go off the list of not to ask anymore. It's just not relevant. You started uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and just how you um, sort of were raised. And I'm very curious um, when you think back to that and you think of where you are today, would you, would, do you feel that your identity has changed um, from where you were to where you are now? I guess when you say identity, what do you mean? <laughs> There's lots of ways. I mean, um, I think when you, when you, when you think about who you are, um, today and, and kind of comparing it to however you sort of defined yourself. And I think you're such an interesting person to talk to because you also kind of mentioned having different cultures and even the language and wanting to hide or show uh, what language you could speak. Um, I think those are all sort of elements that that could be defining who you are. And clearly, I think, you know, when you were younger, you wanted to fit in as you talked about. So I'm just curious if like over time and over these experiences and mm -hmm. especially after having a break, um, uh, I call it a break, but I think that you were, you were actually very productive. So <laughs> a break from like the working world sort of, but um, uh, when you took that year, you know, how you sort of define yourself now as to maybe how you defined yourself when you were, when you were younger. Yeah. I mean, I still identify, um, I struggled when I was younger to, to identify whether I was American versus Latina versus, you know, mixed or, um, yeah, like in the U S I felt Latina and, and Caracas, where my family is, I felt American. I just didn't feel like I belonged really culturally anywhere. I was always kind of a little bit uh, fish out of water. And whereas when I was younger, that was something that I needed to, uh, I felt like I needed to find uh, an identity that I liked and kind of stick to it. Uh, I've changed in the fact that I enjoy both. And I, I like to be a fish out of water. I like to be a little different and I embrace that. I don't want to fit in anymore. I don't want to be forgettable. I, I don't, um, I don't want to be just one, 
one of the, you know, 360 million people who live here. Um, I, I want to be all of those unique, different things that make me me. So, I mean, if I, if there's anything that I could tell, you know, my younger self is just embrace, embrace that you're different, you know, embrace that you think differently, that you want different things, that you uh, will do things very differently. And you will, you know, as I did go against the grain a little bit and, um, you'll worry people, but they'll be okay. And you will be too, because you're smart and you'll just, you'll figure it out. You don't need all the answers. They'll, it'll, it just works. It just works out. Um, so, so yeah, I think the, the major thing that it's changed is, you know, I don't feel like I need to now have a label. Um, and I don't need to settle for one thing. I can be uh, American of Hispanic descent. You know, I can be Venezuelan, born in America. They're, they're one and the same uh, to me. I don't have to settle. I love that. I think um, maybe just the last thing is if anyone wants to um, sort of connect with you or, or uh, you know, find out a little bit more about you, do you have any either social handles or a way that people can, um, can see a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just search for Andy Dominguez um, and you will find me. Um, yeah, and I'd be happy to connect and I'd be happy to chat if anyone is, is looking to take on a similar leap or they have questions or want to know specifically where I went or, you know, the types of things that I did when I traveled, um, you know, happy to, uh, happy to, to share it. Yeah, this was really great. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. you.